Hello, Jack Cavendish here. Wanted to take a few moments to speak with you about something I'm quite passionate about. Lurking fears. If you love Cthulhu and Cairo and want to feel the same dread, terror, and occasional triumph, make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next gaming convention. With a wonderful group of demented and wildly gifted storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave tales that will haunt your dreams and steal your sanity, which is something I know all too well. While specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs a host of games from a variety of other systems, so there's literally an adventure for your every taste and style. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures, which are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So do check out their Facebook page and make sure you follow them to find out which gaming conventions they will be at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Well, it looks as if Faye is jumping headlong into yet another nightmare scenario. And if I know anything about this Keeper Raz, is that we're likely facing hell on a horse with us under hoof. So I'd best load my weapons and head over to lend a gun, or two, just to keep the odds even. This episode is sponsored by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for your continued support. If you're not a member yet, you can join our Patreon for as low as $1 per month to support the cast and crew of the Bardic College. Unlock bonus content featuring your favorite players, get exclusive access to shows you can't find anywhere else, and even get a chance to have Raz run a game of your choice. Visit us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. And I am Raz, and we are here with most of the team. We have Faye, Catherine, and Vadim. And we're going to be going forward with what happened when we last left you, uh, which is basically that shit went tits up again. And we're allowed to say that because it's PG-13, and I believe that word is legal at PG-13 level, so... Um, it is if, now. If we, make, if we can make someone wear a skin suit, we can say that. Yeah. First. So here what we go. What the hell? We like, also say fuck very often. You say fuck very often. <laughs> I think PG thirteen gives you one of those, so you just spent it, Mel. Good job. Now, thanks. Damn it. And let's be yeah. honest. If I go back through the re- through the recording, I think Mel may have the most f bombs. We should. It's Mel uh, or we me. should make a tally. We should make a tally and like keep you know a record what? of that. I'll bet money. Have a, I have a trophy. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed. I would be proud to display that trophy on my shelf. Nice. Right. Do you think it's, is it Faye or is it Catherine? Like who? Uh, Catherine's, mm. Catherine's come in, in little, in little pockets. Okay. But f- I, I bet you Faye's got more true. <laughs> fuck. I, I think that Catherine says fuck a lot, but Mel says fuck way more often. <laughs> oh, so we have to do in character, out of character? <laughs> out of character, it's you. Yeah. Out of character, it's you. In character, it may be Catherine. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, now that we've got that taken care of, and we won't, Welcome. you know what? We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut that because we'll make a contest out of it, maybe, and put a shirt on it. Was that uh, was, was it even an expletive in 1931? I'm just wondering. Hmm. I'm not sure if it was. I mean, I mean, in movies, it would it would have had to have been right. Movies and if they had any sound, like, that's crazy do, to me. I'm gonna do some googling and get back to y'all. Well, there's I no, mean, there's no 1931 movie that has the word "fuck" in it. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. 
Could you say fuck in movies in 1930? Oh, that's a big no. No, it's more, it was, was the word fuck even a thing in 1930? Oh, one moment. Was fuck a word? <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, this is, this is good show, use of our people. time, Peter. This is good use of our mm. time. <laughs> this is historical sh- research. We're just uh, breaking <laughs> the tension. Um, Inconclusive. Continue. Boom. <laughs> In our reality, it is. In our reality, it would it would have to be. You know what, listeners? I will post. I will post it to the Facebook group when this episode airs. And there we go. Uh, all right. So welcome back. As I said, uh, we are join. We are joining the picking up the action where we left off at the ha- estate of uh, Aloysius Banks and his delightful wife Emily. There has been a conversation between Catherine Ross, uh, who was very, very obviously and rightfully so upset regarding a message from Steiner uh, saying that if they don't bring the blood flag back within seven days, and there's no seven and a half days, it's seven days, that he would start causing and dishing divine vengeance upon Catherine's uh, loved ones and associates, the people that she's very close to, that she counts on to be those people, you know, back at home for her and, you know, things of that nature. So this this led us into a, a situation where, you know, we now as heroes or, or players in this situation, we have to come up with how we can go about this. So the scene is going to be back with Banks. Uh, Aloysius and Emily are in this, the the office or what we would refer to in the front part as the drawing room and his office probably sits back a little bit. But you're in that that's that communal space. Ella's there. Everyone's there. You've come out of the basement and that's where we'll sort of pick up um, and see what we can come up with as far as a plan so that our listeners know, you know, what the thoughts are and if we're going to give the flag, not give the flag, bluff, how we want to do this. So, um, all right, team. Yeah, Ella is standing there and she's kind of looking around and she kind of gives her gives you that look of, you know, when Ella has something cross her mind that's not someone else's memories. And, uh, oh, darling, I'll, I'll be right back. And she steps out and goes down the hall for a moment. I'm going to let her go. She's probably just <laughs> doing something. Everybody That's, needs space. Yeah, I, I don't even, you know what? Usually when Ella just does something, I kind of just let her now. I've just learned the hard way. I'm like, just, she'll be all right. If I hear a crash, if I hear a scream, if I hear something weird, I'll go investigate. But for now. Right. If you get it, if you, she walks in and says, bring paper and a pen, you notice that's, that's normally when something's bad. Going yeah. If on, she so. calls secretary, then I'll, I'll get up and go. Okay. So, so the family and the children are still down in the basement. Yeah, if if that's where you we left them, yes, if that's where you want to be. Uh, the only people up here would be Banks, uh, Mrs. Banks, Emily, and the team. Catherine, you were trying to explain to Banks, I believe, exactly how bad it was. And you had kind of gotten into, you know, how dare you, I'm from the war. You know, I, I did my time. And uh, he had backed off, but that's sort of where we left it. So to cut the tension, Vadim would say, Catherine, do you think you should... Uh, as you say, put uh, put cards on 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 chair with your uncle. Is that saying put cards on chair? I, I lean into Vadim and I go table. Table. Yes. There yes. You, yes. There you yes. go, bud. Table. Um. Yeah. Um. We can. We can do that. Um. She's pouring herself um, a sherry. Anyone probably like a sherry type conversation. Something stronger, perhaps. Um, I'm, I'm, it's it's all over there. Whatever you need. Thank you. Do you want something, Uncle? I, I want an explanation. You're going to get one. You're going to get one. Um, Emily, Sherry. Yes, okay. please, dear. Of course. 
Um, I prepare everyone's beverages. Okay, so of course you want an explanation. And I'm going to give it to you. This is me doing that. This is a crazy convoluted story and it all circles back to the night of the museum party the the gala for the for the barge you remember yes yeah the of, of course and then, and then that terrible incident uh, where you were where you were held up uh, at the bookstore yes the bookstore well certain things were discovered at the bookstore and then subsequently at the home of your dear friend Percival, Mr. Mr. Reese. Tragic. Yes. Tragic. So some things were, the people, Percival was murdered by, I'm sorry to have to tell you in this way, but he was murdered by really bad people. People that are looking to use artifacts and occult powers. I don't know the ins and outs and the specifics, but the point is your friend was killed by people looking to do very bad things. And right. myself, Miss Dawson, and our comrades, ever since the night of the bookstore incident, have been actively working to stop the individuals that are looking to bring about potentially the end of the world. Right. And the reason I've been away for so long is that we have there. I'm explaining this so poorly. She says this to Faye. You're doing way better than I would. Well, I, I, I think, I think what we need here is, um, so you're saying that you, <clears throat> you're involved in some sort of a plot in which people who are bad, murderers tend to be, but they, um, they're trying to, Trying to what? Um, stop you? Help you? Kill you? Uh, I mean, yes. You, you sent yes. me. To, you sent me to France. You. I you, did. You, you, I did for hmm? your safety. I sent you to France for your safety. Safety, well, which I, I, has been threatened again, because these people are act. They know who I am. They know who Miss Dawson is. Right. And they are actively trying to work against us. So I believed that the house was threatened tonight. It was. It was. No need. No. No need to mince words. Herr Steiner, when you went to go grab him a check, looked me in my face and threatened you in your own house. And looked you in your face and threatened me. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I think. No. I'm, I'm just making sure I understand. No. Yes. <clears throat> so he threatened you because he knows how much I care for you and how much I love you, and I know you're British. But accept the emotion for just a moment. Um, I would never want anything to happen to you. And I, I he, appreciate that. He's using the two of you to get to me to obtain one of the items that my friends and I have already collected. Items of power that are integral in, you know, either preventing or bringing about the end of the world. Well, well, well I mean, what, what, what does he want? I don't understand. I mean, if you took, you took something from him directly? Uh, more from his organization, I would say not. Yeah, I, we didn't. We didn't steal from the guy directly. Yeah. Well. Um. Well, what are you going to do about it? I mean, if he's threatening me and and your aunt, I mean, where do we where do we go from here? I, I don't quite. I mean, you you have this item. We'd have we'd have to go get it. Um. The most important thing to me is your safety, 
the safety of Mr. and Mrs. Langdon. There's a number of others. Oh, yeah, Matt Langdon, right? Matthew's parents. Yes. He threatened them too. Yes. Why, well, I, 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 Catherine, are you? I. This is this is almost beyond beyond comprehension. Believe me, it's taken me. I can't tell you. Um, no, I mean, Mr. Vadim, you you seem like a reasonable fellow. I mean, it's, it's, what is what is your take on all this? I mean, you're here. Your children are here. Do you, do you feel threatened? Did were you a witness to this? I, I and that's not that I don't believe Catherine, but this this just seems. Well, Catherine, I mean, it's I, I, when you talk about, you know, sounds like an international scandal. And we're trying very hard to to let it not be. But, um, Vadim, if you want to put your two cents in. Sir, you are uh, probably very surprised by me, my presence here. Who who am I? And how have I come to be with your with your niece? Um, <clears throat> the ladies came to... Catherine adopts strays. It happens. I mean, I don't have nothing wrong with that. Well, the ladies and their party uh, came to Russia um, seeking one of these uh, items of power that uh, resides there. And I, uh, I was enlisted to assist them. Um, and, and I am but uh, but humble man, sir. I, I, I work and my hands are dirty and I do what I need to. But I am very loyal. And I, uh, I gave all of what I could to assist them. But... Um, I, I need to tell you, uh, in in our travails together, uh, I have come to realize that what uh, what these ladies are doing, what what we are all now doing, as I have joined them, uh, is trying to stop a very uh, a very real darkness. Uh, sir, uh, I have seen things in the dark shadows as a child, fearing of stories from my grandmother. Um, Things that we dismiss as adults, yeah? But uh, as an adult, with these ladies, with our own eyes, I witnessed a, what could only be described as a demon kind, to come out of the ground, called forth by evil men with, with, with fire and blood, with ill intent, sir. These people want nothing good in the world. They are nothing but evil. And your niece and her friends, all of us, our, our intent is is to stop this. Uh, now, now, forgive me for saying, Mr. Vatter, but and, and you believe this, Mr. Steiner is um, Catherine. You, you, you as well, Miss Dawson. You believe that this Mr. Steiner is involved in this 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 plot. That that's why he threatened us. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the guy comes in here, asks for this thing that we collected to so that we can continue on our path, and well, yeah, he, uh, you know, Faye, with all due respect, he he um. It is a complicated situation. There are there are many forces at work and factions, if you will. Uh, I do not know what the uh, final purposes of this Steiner and his people is. I do not know if they are working with the people that we have already encountered, but I could tell you he's not a good man. Any man that comes into the home of a person and at their dinner table threatens their life, this is not good man. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was one of... Uh... Mueller's guys, so that's why yes, I was. But Mueller's yeah. not involved with Pessoa and them. That is true. They're they're they have their own little gig going on, but they're There's not like, it's like they don't give a crap about the items of power. The, the power, the yeah. the six items of power. Mueller doesn't give a shit about that. He's all he about one thing right now. Yeah, he he's all about power and the rise of like Nazi Germany or whatever. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Which okay. is why it's possible. I mean, it's repugnant to think about. It's possible he could be used. 
Steiner? Them? Well, I, 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 so this whole order of them, this archaeological order, you're, you, you believe it's, it's, it's rooted deeper? Is there some sort of occult society? Something, something nefarious? Catherine, what, what uh, I do not recall. Uh, you, you, uh, you, you had mentioned the society he belongs to. It is, uh... Um, Uncle, I, I know that you, um, I could see why it would be attractive to you, a man of your social standing and academic prowess, to join a secret organization. I mean, look at how you responded when you heard I was a Cobalt Club member. I inherited it from a dead friend. It wasn't, I didn't choose this. Moving on. Um, but I, I know that you're a part of... The Masons, you wear the ring. There's, well, I mean, um, there's, yes. there's plenty of obscure parties in this house from, you know, my teenage years. I, I get it. But I, I don't think that this is an academic group where you sit in a room and drink cognac and discuss intellectual matters. I genuinely believe that there is, as you said, something darker, more nefarious here. And they're trying to get you and your money and your influence involved for their benefit. And I I tried to put a stop to that. And I couldn't do it eloquently and have this conversation with you in front of that man. So um, I apologize for this scene that I threw in your in your dining room. Well, uh, Catherine, I mean, if, if it's as bad as you were saying it is, then I, I should be thanking you. Uh, I, I, I mean, with, with, all, with all due respect, sir, and, and Catherine, uh, do, you, do you not think um, this is all a ruse? Uh, they approach your uncle only to get to you. Yeah. I mean... They they want one thing from us, sir. One thing that we have. And please, by no means do I mean to impugn your reputation. You you are obviously an important and influential man. But, um, you know, Faye, you have told me the stories of your your trials and horror at the hands of this organization in in the graveyard. Sir, Faye has suffered greatly. From these people. You hear the front door open and close. I'll go investigate. Bottom two and with a gun in hand. Yeah, there's nobody there. Front door just open and closed. Front door just doesn't open and close. Okay. Go outside. You go outside. Somebody you leading. see if, the, yeah, you see the figure of a female walking up, up the street. Is it Ella? Yeah, it looks like Ella from the back. I, uh. I run after her, calling her name, like, whoa, s- slow down there, slugger, where are you going? Ella, <laughs> Ella, babe, turn around. I look at Vodum. I'm just kind of waving my hands like. Yeah, she makes the corner. She, I mean, you're following her, but she goes around the corner. I'm quick. I'm faster than her. So I'm like jogging to keep up with her. I want to yeah, grab. You, you close the distance and you you, just, you you can see her and she goes like this. Just go back. And she keeps walking. Uh, n- just go back. N- no, um, c- Hey, hey, look at me. Tell me what the hell's going on. Okay, you're being weird, and you're being weirder than usual. Just, she turns and looks at you, and she goes, we're being watched. Go back. And starts walking. Fine. But, (laughs) I swear to God. Yes, darling, bye. Just keep walking. Ooh, I look good. I'll turn around. She's, she's probably planning something weird. I'm just. You come back to the house? Yeah. Yeah, she goes, she goes a little bit further down, and. When she sees a cab, she flags it, jumps in, and drives away. Vadim, as as Faye approaches from ba- approaches back to the house, he says, uh, "She is like federal dog who escapes chain." 
Uh, yeah, no, she's like a slinky little ferret that just keeps getting out of her cage. And she just got in a taxi. And now she's going wherever. I don't know. She didn't even tell me where she... I didn't even ask. I didn't... Sometimes I think uh, thoughts of Ella are... They are not the thoughts we have. She is She is definitely a, a deep pool. Amen. Ella, Amen. Ella is a wonderful person who oh. I love and care about like she is my family. Trust her with my life. I have. I will never even begin to scratch the surface of her brain, of her thought process. Let's go back inside. Catherine? As Faye says, let's go back inside, Catherine opens the door. And you can, I mean, she like pokes her head out. You can tell that she's armed. What's going on? Uh, Ella just took off in a cab. What? Yeah, that's what I said. This is- Ella was uh, Ella. <laughs> Look, she she looked focused. Um, I, I remember really fast what Ella had said to me about we're being watched. And I kind of just grab Vodham's arm. And then I kind of push Catherine inside. Yeah. And bring us all in. I close the door behind me. I press my back up against the door. She said that we're being watched, and then she got into a car. And I just screamed all up and down this godforsaken street. So for all I know, they're probably close and they're probably coming. So why don't we go back and talk and make a plan and figure things out? I'm sure Ella will be fine. Nobody's going to mess with her. She's crazy. She knows what she mm-hmm. She knows how to take care of herself. Yes, she probably had a ritual sword hidden underneath her dress. So I'm... I don't even want to know. Yeah. All right. So back into... Right. <laughs> back back into the room unless do you want unless you're searching around down here i mean just going back into the room with where banks is is that the general idea i mean where where did ella go did she leave a note I, you can look around real quick i'll go check for that while you go and finish talking with your uncle okay fair so i'll go through i'll go through ella's stuff i always go through kayla's character's crap <laughs> it's time to go through ella's stuff excellent all right you head upstairs um, the, remember the down here is the dining room, the kitchens. Do you, you just skip all that? Just get upstairs. What do you want to do? I figured that she was probably, I'm going to go check her room first, wherever she was mm-hmm. staying. I'm just going to go okay. through her crap. Yep. No problem. You head up. Uh, yeah, Catherine. So you've convinced Banks that there's a problem. You've convinced him that the Schwarzesona is a, the Black Sun organization that tried to in, basically drag him in and took 5,000 pounds, which was quite a bit of money. Um, that they that they're a nefarious group that are attached to the you know the potentially the frill or Thule society in Germany. You've 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 made these connections to him. Uh, he has enough of that cursory occultish knowledge, like I said in the last episode, that the uh, elite had still in the early 1930s, where they were still dabbling. Some of the older people were still kind of involved in secret cults and societies. Everyone wanted to feel special. So, oh, I'm a part of this group, but we can't talk about that group to you because you're not part of it. And, you know, all this crap. So he's heard some of these words. Black Sun is all new to him. That doesn't make any sense. But believe it or not, he does know the name of the Thule Society. Like that's that actually clicks in his head. And he's like, well, we've heard of them. Like, that's okay. That They're another group in Germany. Okay. The question now is, he says, okay, so what's the... Uh, he says to you, well, I, 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 when I say everything's here, and you, 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 he's threatening us, and I, well, so what, what are you going to do? Are you, are you going to give him this thing? I mean, this thing that he's, that he's asked for? What is it? What, what exactly did you take? I do not think the details are important. What do you think, Catherine? You said lay cards on the chair, Mr. Vadim. We took, I mean, a, the ch- we took a piece. It's the chair. <laughs> Noted. We took a piece of propaganda, an item that to anyone else would have no meaning, but to them is very important. 
We took a piece of well, so- we took a piece of socialist propaganda. Oh, well, they're not. I mean, it's it's not like they're the. They're, I mean, they're not the biggest thing in in Germany. I mean, socialist. Catherine, let me uh, let me let me ask you a question. Um, your your uncle is is influential man with uh, knowledge of such things. Uh, in the discussions you have told me about these items of power, uh, there is uh, there is possibility that um, that some of them there may be more than one. There may be other object that could take place. Do you uh, perhaps want to? Um, maybe your uncle could help. Maybe he has knowledge of such things. I mean, yeah, that would, especially if we're going to lose an item. You know. Wow. What? 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 what that's what I'm asking. What item would do? What item is he demanding? It is. It, it is an item that. Uh, well. Catherine, perhaps better for you to explain. Right. There's, um... Bear with me. It's going to get a little weird before it starts to make sense again. There's a prophecy. And in the prophecy, there lists items. So we did, we conducted research about what these items would be. There are six of them. One of these items is... Keeper, the exact verbiage. A cloth soaked in zealot's blood or something. Martyr. Martyr's blood. And he says, uh, You mean Blavatsky? What the dickens? Yes! Well, I mean, I, that's been around for a while, Catherine, that prophecy. I mean, you, 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 you know, my God, I've read her. I don't want to know. I don't want it. What do you mean, don't want to know? The book's on his shelf. Well, Catherine, perhaps, uh, he could be of help. He clearly has knowledge. She was part of the Thesopical Society. I mean, I would. I get around, Catherine. What I'm saying is, I don't need to know at this point in time how around you've been, okay? I never, I never touched her. Uncle, Honestly, dear, I'm in touch- front of, in front of your wife. I just, I was r- trying to reinforce what you were saying. I, I just said, I, Emily, I never touched a woman. Are, are we pretending I mean, like he hasn't said shit like this in front of Emily before? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to be offended on her behalf. Who else is going I'm to? A- <laughs> So uh, a, 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 a flag I dipped him. Well, well, then you took something from the socialists. So you took a flag. Yes. Oh, and they want it back. They do. Oh, and are you giving it to them? Well, the alternative is to not, and then you know the lives of my loved ones are threatened. So. Well, I don't particularly like bullies. I'm... That's kind of. We're not going to. No, that's out of the question. I didn't say fist fight them. I mean, I just don't like bullies. I think they're kind of, it's kind of, you know, if you want to be a man about it and buck up and say, give me it back, you don't have to threaten people. Just, just, uh, you know, find us keepers, that kind of thing. You have it. He wants it. Make a deal. That's not a bad idea. And in the moment, I wasn't thinking of anything so devious and intelligent. I was mainly concerned with, you know, how to protect my loved ones. But that's part of the, that would be an excellent plan. And we have not a great amount of time, but we have some time to discuss a plan. But the plan is not just to roll over and give it to them, I, I would think. Um, I would hope not. My, I mean, I mean, my God, you have bank's blood in you. We've got to, we've, wait, wait, we have to just figure out what they need. I mean, they need this, but what do you need? What are you willing to, how, how important is this thing to you? Now, oh, that's what Mr. Vadim's trying to ask. He's saying, is there another item that it could be? I believe that's what, I believe that's what Vadim is getting at. There are a number of items that, 
we would need help accessing or perhaps a replacement for this flag that we're about to... Oh, there's two I can think of off the top of my head. Perfect. Some of the items may have replacements. Some of them are very unique. Wow. Well, I mean, this one—I mean, this one—I think would be okay, would be replaceable I mean, if it's just a flag dipped in the blood of a martyr. I mean, there's uh, the one from there's Napoleon's flag from Waterloo, and that's actually, um, well, let me think. Uh, it was for a while on a display, I believe, in uh, the north of England, but it may is probably back in France by now. But I can look that up. And uh, you also have a very famous flag from the the uh, the Teutonic Knights from their battle in Grunwald. Uh, Grindelwald, Grindelwald, I'll have to look it up, but there's another one there. That, that's a Teutonic Knights flag, and I know that the, uh, the, the Grand Order, the Grand Master of their order fell that day and supposedly was holding the flag when he died. And, and that's, that's from 1405. That's old. I mean, I, how old does it need to be? Can it be new? Can it be old? I believe it just needs to qualify, and I'm very impressed by you as a human being. Um, great. So, flag replacements. Now that we know what a flag replacement could be, what do we want for our flag? Have we thought about that? We, uh, th- these people are of great influence uh, and then considerable power. I mean, you remember the, uh, you know, the, the, the monstrous army they sent after us in, uh, in the Himalayas. Don't remind me. The, uh, perhaps, perhaps best to send, uh, send them on task that is too difficult for us. Oh. Well, I mean, that sounds like a plan. I mean, if you're looking for six items. Uh, the flag, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about the flag. I, we could probably arrange to have that, even if it's just temporarily brought on loan. I'm, we negotiate these kind of things all the time, these transfers of items. If I if I was able to put together a, a quick, uh, you know, loaner's document, I'm sure I could at least get uh, the French one. I should be able to get no problem. I mean, they've loaned that damn thing out all the time, and they're always claiming, oh, Napoleon this, Napoleon that. But, uh, but, but, um, but that... Begs to say, Catherine, um, these other items, I don't remember exactly, but I, I believe I have the Thesopical Society's book somewhere. Um, Emily, did, you were doing light reading on that a few months ago, weren't you? Emily, and they kind of Well, they're all rich people. Uh, Faye, up to you. You find a note on Ella's pillow. Great. It simply says, it's not much. Tell Vadim, stay on the frequency. I'll be in touch. <sighs> Faye just kind of rubs her temple... She's like, okay, I guess we're going to watch the frequency. Um, so with this, I'll, I'll go back downstairs and join the rest of the group. Yep. Um, I come through the door or the, the entranceway, the doorway, whatever. Um, I come through. I'm kind of waving the note around and I go, well, at least she left a note this time. Um, hey, Vadim, Ella wants you to keep an eye on the frequency. Uh, she's going to be in touch soon. That is all she left us. That's it. What else were you expecting? Oh, she she said she said love Ella. I don't care. Okay, fine. I'm just don't give me, shoot give the me messenger. The note. Give me the note. Give me the I, note. She probably snatches it out of my hands, and I just recoil a little bit. I don't snatch. I'm not a uh-huh. child. Mm. Hmm. I approach a candle, the fireplace, and I'm holding the note up to the candle, like invisible ink. Where's the? Hey, uh, hey, hey, bud. What what you doing? I'm looking for invisible ink. All right, well, you're going to burn it, so be careful. <laughs> there is, is there invisible Catherine, ink? Catherine, inv- inv- invisible ink usually means it's, it's invisible. No, I heard it was heat. Like, with heat, you could see it. I think that's lemon juice. Uh, is it? Does that. I believe oh. so, on parchment. But but it, 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 irrelevant. Do, we have Do you see anything? Uh, we, we may have. I don't know if they'll have grabbed any. <laughs> um, as, of, as of right now, 
this isn't revealing anything, right, Keeper? No. Okay. At the moment, this isn't revealing anything, and my hands are warm. So I'm going to get put this note back down. Warm and lemony fresh. <laughs> Love that. Thanks, Ella. The scent of the episode. <laughs> All right. So now that that's taken care of, um, what did I miss? Where are we in the big talk? Blavatsky, items of power, uh, f- socialist flag. I think we've got to that point. And we're doing rather well, but I believe the point is that now we have to decide whether or not you're going to swap the flag or not, or uh, what you want to get for it. I think that's, that's, the, that's the key. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what we should get for it. And I kind of look between Catherine and Vodham. The thing that we went to Russia for in the first place, and then we hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock until we hit a roadblock in the Himalayas, and now we're here. It would not be good for us to return to Russia. Oh, God, I don't no. want to go back to Russia. I'm 100% going to die if we go back there. I just, I feel it. I, I, I believe we would be in prison upon the point of landing, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, we got something that they want desperately back. They have the power... They send their undead werewolves to get Ice Maiden. And he looks at uh, the uncle and sees see how he responds to what he just said. Congratulations. You just had him go from sipping sherry to snorting it. Undead werewolves. Faye goes, look, I don't care if they send their best well-trained dogs to go and get the thing. Okay. I just want it back. I have an even better idea. Where we could meet them and do the exchange, somewhere that's going to be safe for all of us, somewhere where they wouldn't try anything, oh. because it would be an international incident if anything blasphemous happened in this place, the place where we're hiding some of our current things right now. Oh, Dawson, that's not a shitty idea. Yes. Thank you. I, I, th- I think uh, yeah. I think Rome is a, is a is a good uh, suggestion. Maybe. Uh... Uh, Catherine, you uh, you might be able to uh, ask your your new friend with fancy plane if uh, he could I, even perhaps uh, supply uh, manpower. You know, sometimes numbers are needed, and numbers we don't always have. I don't think I, that's a bad idea. I could make a who, call. Who who who, who, do you, who have you made friends with, Catherine? I know it's a rarity. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just asking who. I mean, you have a friend with a plane. I, that's that's I not do. a. That's, I would not call it plane. I would call it crazy flying machine. How how did that even get off ground? I don't know, and I it haunts my dreams. I don't know. And uh, well, who is it? It's a uh, Mr. Allard. Uh, he's one of the owners, founders of the Cobalt Club. You've never seen your uncle fanboy. <laughs> um, Cat Allard. Oh, yeah. I mean. He he kind of smooths his shirt, makes sure there's no crumbs on it, um, swirls his sherry. Like the spirit of Ken Ballard is seeing him right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I, 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 didn't, I mean, I knew you were Cobalt Club, Catherine, but uh, now that you said it, but I, I, I had no idea that you met Mr. Allard himself. Oh, my. That's I mean, where you, Is he in? Wait a minute. Is that how you got here? Yes. We were in America. And you didn't invite him to dinner, you bink? What's wrong with you? We we were already look. Hold on, I'm going to step in. You bring me, you bring me a ruski and his two and his two wains, but you don't think to bring Ken Allen over for dinner? Emily, this is what I get. This is how we get paid back. Unbelievable. She's only known I've been looking to go into the Cobalt Club since I was I, I was 40, 40 years old. I'm at Maiden Night of the Railman, and here we are, Mister Allen in, in England, and she's got him. Pl- 
playboying around London with no, with nobody to take care of him. He could have been here for dinner. You know, Catherine, there are times. Mr. Banks, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would remind your- you, Mr. Banks, that, that Catherine is perhaps the only person in this room who might be able to affect your membership in the said, said uh, club. Yeah, well, of course, I'm just, I'm just, blowing, I'm just blowing off some steam. Oh, are you? <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, I'm honored to have the rest of your vagabonds here. I, I think it's delightful. Uncle. But that's what? What? I've said vagabonds. Just, at least he did not. It's call not like children. he said street urchins. Yeah, I was going to say at least he didn't call them urchins. <laughs> he said Wayne's. That's a nice word. That, it just means small kid. Small child. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just, I, hmm. Fine. So you're going to. Have Mr. Allard take you uh, in his in his plane and go to Rome to do this handoff with whoever it is with this Steiner man. That uh, that uh, fine. Well, what, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. It as long makes as you sense. Salima, your destination for vacation, vice and value. Italy. The land of ancient history, majestic mountains, welcoming people, great food, and now a must-do stop on the initiation trail for fledgling ascetics looking to spend time with the true master of hermetic magic. Let's have a word with groundskeeper Ricardo about this very special place. Hello, Ricardo. Ciao. Ricardo, in your own words, what can you tell us about the Abbey of Thelema? It's a dump. I mean, a real shithole. <laughs> Perhaps we could say a work in progress? No, 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 no. This is a place where I wouldn't bring an old bull-legged cell to fornicate with. It's a fucking shack. I mean, the roof has a hole in it and the pigeons fly inside. All the time. Well, that may be true. However... No, no, it is. Listen to me. We Italians know a thing or two about lascivious behavior. See? Back in the day, we threw the orgies, drank lots of wine, and even tried the local mushrooms to get a buzz on. But we did it in marble halls with pillars, great mosaics, and baths. Ask me when the last time these animals actually had a bath. But there's more to this place than simply an adult destination for those looking to enjoy leisure time together, isn't there? Leisure time? No, they come here to write on the walls and fornicate. It's not difficult to understand. Yes, well, let's move on from that for a moment. How about this view? Pretty spectacular. It's okay. I mean, it's a nice view if anyone would care to come outside and actually look at the sea. But to be honest with you, the amount of opioids this group of freaks ingest, there is no way they can even climb their asses out of bed before 5 p.m. So who the fuck sees it? (laughs) Uh, Point taken. Let's skip the facility and some of the amenities and speak about the real draw of this place. The great Magus himself, Alistair Crowley. You've met him, yes? See. Many say they are immediately taken back by his appearance and majesty, his piercing blue eyes and raw animal magnetism. What was your opinion of the master thaumatist? I have a question, if, if I may. Of course. Ricardo still gets a paid, even if he tells the truth. Uh, see? Uh, of course. Ah, grazie. Okay. He was impressive. I mean, he may have been more impressive if he had some clothes on and hadn't spelled his name wrong while pissing it onto living room wall. But he was impressive. I mean, at the 20 stone, he was a very impressive. 
Well, that's all we have time for today. Uh, we hope you can make time during your holiday tour of Italy to stop by and speak to the master, or perhaps one of the other resident adepts who care for the Center for Mystical Learning. To make an appointment, merely contact R. Dawson at 7 Tinsdale 90330. Thank you, and until next time, Arrivederci. Catherine, did he leave you contact information? Can you get a hold of this, this, uh, this Steiner? I can easily get in contact with the London. He left business cards. Oh, he did. Biscuit. Yeah. Um. Wonderful. I go into my handbag and I grab a business card. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You go over. You look. Yours is there. Um. And there had been one on Aloysius' desk, but that's gone. You don't seem to see that one anywhere. So maybe your uncle put it in the drawer. Somebody could, you know, whatever. Or maybe Ella took it before she fled in that cab. Ella. God knows. Lord knows what she. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going down that path. It's not going to do any good. The question is. So it looks like you're willing to make a trade. You will believe the item that you want to trade for is the uh, the tattoo from the uh, from the Scythian woman yeah. Tomatus. You want the, the the image off of her arm because that's a piece of the text that you absolutely have to have. Yeah. That's unique. That one we've always said is very unique. Yes. yes please. And you're going yeah, and you're going to and you're going to tell Steiner that you're willing to swap the flag for that item in in the Vatican on such and such a date. In 5 days. We we are talking about uh handoff in in Italy in Rome. Yes. In the Vatican, yeah. I am I am concerned about uh, uh, my children. I cannot take them there. No, I think that they should stay here. I I know in, I know that you don't want to leave them, and so, so in in practice, um, what what I would do if I were this uh, this German, um, you you watch your opponents and look for for a weakness. We should assume we are being watched always. Ella already said that we were. And my children are a weakness. So if I left them anywhere, they would just be a weakness. They would be taken. They would be held against us. They would be used as, as, as leverage against me. Catherine, do you think that the Cobalt Club might take the kids in for a couple days? They'd be safe Absolutely. there. I, I don't, I mean, God, they'd have to be kind of like asshole-ish if once we explained what was going on. Um, yeah. Not to... But at the end of the day, not my call. But it's an option, Vodum. They would be safe. They, they, they do seem a club of, of means. Um, I, perhaps, uh, perhaps we could speak to this friend of yours, Catherine. I, I would need I, to see a man eye to eye and uh, see his word to, to know whether I could trust that or not. And And I'm sure that we can arrange something. We can also update M section if we have you're supposed to monitor the frequency anyway we can update that's your there's your other answer you put them with section M which is a military organization you just say this is all part of I mean they know why you're out there section M is totally aware of the Cairo's group and the and they are trying to do things to yeah they're they're like literally like our backup now correct so if you called them and said listen we need a safe house and I need soldiers outside of it just for you know five days yeah 
Um, they would bring a nurse. Th- they would have a, a woman there to work with the kids. Even if you said, I want a Russian tutor, they would set anything you want up to get you. Now, it's really how you want to go. Do you want to go Cobalt Club, l- lavish luxury? Or do you want to go a little bit more practical, but with full-blown soldiers? It's your call. The the concern that I have, and my children are not privy to this conversation. We've put them in a room. They're you know playing with some dolls, looking at books that uh, Uncle Banks had or such. Yeah. I, I have... I have I have pulled these children from the the only life that they have known. Um, they they are they are just disjointed right now. They 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 do not know up from down. They do not know me. They don't trust me. Uh, to to throw them into a military organization to be kept in a bunker somewhere. Uh, I, I I need to think about them, their future, my future with them. I do not think I could hand them over to a military organization. Then we'll call the Cobalt Club and they will take care of them just as well. I do not want to lie to my children, but uh, if there is, a, you know, a pretense, uh, you know, they sometimes you do not share all facts with children. They're not going to tell them, you know, what we're doing. There is no need to worry them. But uh, Really? What's that like? I look at Uncle Al. <laughs> What, what, what? Faye just goes, yeah, story of my life. <laughs> Sometimes children are our parents, all right? <laughs> Sometimes fate switches them up, <laughs> no? <laughs> um, perhaps you are friends at this club. Uh, if, if they can assure me their safety, maybe that is more comfortable. I'm sure we could arrange for that. Like, I have no doubt. I mean, Christ. Um... What time is it? It was post meal. It's probably like middle of the night. Yeah. Um. If you, it's pro. It's close to like ten thirty, I would think, because normally dinner's over there a little later. So yeah, you're probably looking at ten thirty now. Okay. Vadim looks at his watch and says, uh, "Oh, I, I lost track of time. I'm. I must go and 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 observe radio as Ella had requested." Oh, right. He excuses himself with all apologies and goes up to the room. Already. Grabs his children, brings them up with him. We're staying here tonight, I assume, right? Oh, oh I mean, yeah. okay. where yeah. are we going to go at this point? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you go to the club, but yeah, but you're, tonight would be fine here. It sounds like the, op- the option is you're going to try to reach Steiner, <laughs> tell him what you want, and you're going to talk to Allard about getting uh, Vadim, uh, again, a tutor that speaks either you know Portuguese or Russian. I think he was working more on their Russian currently because the Portuguese is what they've been speaking for a while, and that they can start working with them on, on Russian, get them into some sort of a... You know, uh, just comfort, and it's gonna, there's going to be a swimming pool at the place they're in. And, and they, the kids will have things to occupy them. The whatever pretense you want to use, that's up to you, you guys as a team. But let's quickly do the uh, conversation with Steiner because I think that needs to be role played out, and then we'll go forward and we'll jump. We'll we'll if uh, Allard's going to agree to whatever you want as far as the kids. He knows how important your mission is. He's starting to put pieces together. He realizes that Aveline was was killed, that Schooley went missing. He knows that there's some serious stuff going on. So Allard is all about helping wherever he can. And if you choose to use that avenue over the, the, the you know, the military bunker where they're probably cold and, you know, feeling a little bit more like prisoners, which probably ha- that's how it would be, versus, a, you know, a society that has resources up the yin-yang that can keep them safe that way. Uh, that's probably the better bet for the kids. I like that. So, Lauren, are you calling Steiner tonight or tomorrow morning? When are you going to try to reach Steiner and tell him that you're going to that what you want? I'm going to call him now. Okay. That way, it gives him and his little buddies as much time mm-hmm. as possible 
to meet our demands. I'm in the room with you while you're making the call, by the way. Yep. Oh, thank you. Support. Of course. So Banks goes up to bed with Emily. It's now close to 11 o'clock. Vadim's got the kids settling down. Allard will be the contact in the morning. First thing, he can fly you there. That's all easy. Go ahead and let's call Steiner. That makes the most sense. Colin Steiner. Yep. You hear a woman pick up the phone. Hello? I'd like to talk to Steiner, please. Ah. Yes. One moment, please. Guten Abend. Hi, you son of a bitch. Ah, Miss Ross. <laughs> Hearing from you so soon. Yeah. Gave some thought to what you said. And? My friends and I are willing to make some travel plans to arrange for a handoff of sorts, a trade. A trade? Yeah. Don't believe that's what we originally discussed. Well, that's well. that's what's going to happen, because you know what? I've had a minute to think. I've had a whiskey. And yeah, I you don't get to f- come into my house and threaten my loved ones and step on me. And no, you don't get to do that. Not when I could make a phone call and in five minutes your flag would be dust and you wouldn't even know. No, you don't get to do that to me. The phone goes dead quiet. He's like, very well. So, a trade. A trade. What's, and what sort of trade? Like for like. You're not an unintelligent person. You know that these, that there are items of power. You know they hold significance. Your organization is aware of what myself and my comrades are doing. We have an idea. Okay. Yeah. There's an item of power. You want this item that I, you know, my team bested you. You want this one back? Okay. You can have it back. Because it means nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. I wait. I pause. Does he say anything? Does he breathe? Does he sneeze? No, he's just waiting. He's listening. Okay. <laughs> Mel, you can cut out the sneeze. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep that in. Okay. <laughs> this item means nothing to me. And <laughs> your shitty rag means nothing. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> you have more resources than I do. In terms of, you have a bunch of sycophants, soldiers at your disposal. I'd like you to use them to go and retrieve another item in exchange for this one. Completely equal. Yeah? I'm waiting. Makes sense. There's a tattoo on the arm of a Scythian princess out in Siberia. I need you to- Siberia? I need you to get it and bring it to me in seven days. Miss Ross, I'm not sure you're aware, but Siberia's in Russia. No. Is it? And and you think I can just vaults into Russia and take it? You make zombies. Yes, I think you can find a way to get into Russia. Very well. Let's say I can get this item in seven days. Where will we meet? What is this handoff? Outside of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome at noon in seven days. You must be joking. Do I sound like I'm joking? I don't joke. I don't have a. I don't have an ounce of humor in my body. And you will have the flag. I will have it. Yeah. Very well. I will pass your information up the line. I will find out from my superiors if this is, can be done. If you do not hear from me, I will be there in seven days at noon with the item. If not, I will get back to you before the morning. This number, where you call? Is there a number I should reach you at? We'll be here until the morning. Very well. Very well. And the line just goes dead. 
I take off my headset. I'd like to throw up. Faye, who has I, Faye has been like aggressively giving Catherine <laughs> thumbs up the whole time and just cheering. She starts like because I'm assuming that they're sitting across from each other. Yeah. She starts like slapping Catherine on the knees, and she's like, "The bitch is back! Look at you go!" That was a lot. I'm so proud of you. You Thank are you. such a bitch, and I love you so much. I love you too. Ugh, my heart. Here, get me a bag. <laughs> I need to breathe into a sack. <laughs> I'm gonna go pour you another whiskey. I need to bring you. I need to breathe you breathe into a sack. If Aloysius was here, he'd hand you like a like a flat bag and just <laughs> just white powder, <laughs> like a paper lunch sack. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> it's 1931. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've got flour in my lungs. Isn't that like some serious? <laughs> That's like a condition, isn't it? Working at a mill. Flour um, is white lung disease. It's the opposite of coal, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? It's called the it's called Pillsbury lung disease. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're able to- hey, hey, you know, a, a, a thought about St. Peter's Basilica. You know, the yes. Vatican like has secret freaking police everywhere. Like they can't, everywhere. They can't pull crap there. We're walking up doing a handoff. We don't even have to worry about security. You're damn the, straight. The Pope police ain't gonna ha- let anything go down. <laughs> all we all we gotta do is just yell loudly, and they're just gonna. <laughs> what do you mean you hate Catholics? <laughs> right. I think the Pope's hat is silly. Ah! <laughs> right. Death to Pius, and then run. <laughs> I think Pius, Pius was still Pope, right, in the 30s? <laughs> um, Should be. Should Let me be. look that up. I can only imagine something like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, what about Martin Luther? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pius, you're right. Yeah, Pius. Look at you go. Right. Oh, my God. So, n- Such facts. You're able to Useless. get a hold of Allard, and he will more than be willing to not only a fly you, but also take Vadim's kids and put them, you know, at the club itself proper. He says, you know, it's it's very well defended. I'll make sure that they have one of our security people available to them in case there's ever an emergency. And they have the full, of course, they'd have the full use of the guest houses and anything else that Mr. You know, that your associate needs. Uh, we have no problem. This is what Mr. Allard is saying to Vadim. That's what Mr. Allard says to Catherine. If you want to speak to him, Vadim, he would be more than willing to meet with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I, I need. I need to. I need to see the man eye to eye that I'm, handing, yeah, that I'm handing my children off to. Yeah. So um, that's fine. Yeah. So the, the tomorrow morning, um, there's a coffee shop not far from the house. Uh, Allard is willing to meet you there. It's about you know nine a.m. You'd never get a call back, by the way, from Steiner in the middle of the night. Oh, Ste- that, that's right. Steiner does not call back. Days. Bring me my Seven Russian days. lady. Oh, here, bring me the tattooed lady from Russia. The uh, but. <laughs> Allard's uh, Allard's sitting there and it's it's when I say coffee shop I mean like you know the Russian tea room in London whatever that would be it's it's equivalent <laughs> to that like you just you don't you're not just here for a 10 minute tea <laughs> it's, it's it's Starbucks 1931 style which means silver carafes and real expensive stuff and he's sitting there and he sees you come up and he's like oh there you are Miss Miss Ross uh Miss Dawson and uh Mr. Gavrilov yes yes sir it is it is pleasure to see you again Oh, and the same to you, sir. Um, I I don't see your. Where's Miss um, Walcott? Uh she's she's on an excursion. You might Excellent. call it. Took a field trip. Well, she's okay. 
She's we hope London born, London born and bred, isn't she? Not she is that she is amongst other things. She is seeing two details of this uh, this thing that we are doing. There we go. Oh, excellent! And uh, now, Miss Ross, you, you wh- how can I help you? Well, lovely to see you again, by the way. Um, and you? It didn't expect to have to call on your services again so quickly. But we find ourselves in a bit of a pickle. Um, need to borrow your plane. Not myself. You you can fly it if 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 you must. Um, but my, my my colleagues and I need to get to Rome uh, in the next several days, and we, in doing that, this isn't an excursion where we can bring. Uh, Mr. Gavrilov has two um, children, young children with him, and we need to leave them somewhere safe somewhere where they're going to be looked after and what better place to put them than the nice ritzy club that takes excellent care of its members and their associates with all of the resources in the world that is also trying to you know help us on our mission to you get what i'm saying are you dropping what I'm, are you picking up what i'm dropping i don't know is that the expression I, I don't know, but I, I, I believe I understand. Mr. Gavrilov, this is a very serious matter that that you bring to me, and I, and I must say, sir, that I am honored that you would trust myself and the club to, to deal with you know the two most precious things in your life. Um, I can assure you, sir, that if they do stay with us, um, we are very well connected, and I would make sure that they have round-the-clock security that would be unintrusive to them, and yet, no one would be able to get close. Um, that is, you would let me know what itinerary you'd like for them, whatever details I could put together, and I, we'll make sure to see that every one of their needs is met. You are uh, clearly a serious man, Mr. Allard. I appreciate your words deeply. I, uh, I needed to see the man who I would be asking to care for my children eye to eye, to, to shake his hand and see his face. And, sir, I... Clearly have underestimated you. I appreciate uh, the confidence you have instilled in me. And I appreciate the help you are giving to us. I'm sure you understand uh, what uh, what weakness these children could be to us in our group. Um, and the care for them. I, I, I cannot imagine if I put them in harm because of this thing we are doing. So, um, Well, I, I, I understand, Mr. Gavilov. I am forever, forever in, your, in, your, in your debt. Uh, I, I am... I am not a man without skill. If there is ever anything that you need, sir, you you need only call. Uh, let let us worry about first. Uh, you're putting your life at risk, uh, helping these women, uh, these Miss Miss Ross and Miss Dawson and Miss Walcott. Um, they are uh, the first two I named our close associates of Aveline Hammond, who we thought very highly of, and. It saddens us that both she and Mr. Schooley have suffered so because of this situation, is the best I can say, in, in, within mixed company here, you know, around this, this building. So I want you to know that you don't need, you owe me nothing, whatever I can do to make this journey easier for the three of you and to get this mission accomplished successfully, I will do, sir. Um, it behooves us all that there is success here. Um, money means nothing if there's no world to enjoy it in. So I say to you, truly, you owe me nothing. I will. I do this willingly and 
openly for you, sir. Vadim kind of raises his eyebrows and nods. He says, but that being said, um, do they have any special needs? Anything that you would like to, me to make sure that, that is taken care of for them? I, I need you to be aware that they have been in a difficult situation. Mm, their, their mother died tragically short years ago. They have been kept by uh, people who were trying to care for them, but it was not the best of atmospheres. It was not the best of place for a child. Uh, so I need them to be cared, loved, given attention, and perhaps uh, some structure to their day. That can be easily done. And uh, if you can swing it, uh, I am trying to uh, reintroduce their mother tongue to them. So a, a Russian tutor would be very appreciated. Uh, very well. Um, and how old, sir? Uh, just so I have a general idea on when I contact. We have several members who um, have family that are Russian, uh, a couple that are expats here in London that I could easily call on, and I'm sure they would be more than willing to to help us along the way. Um, and just to get... My son, Oz, is a young man of 14. My okay. daughter, Anna, is a young lady of 10. 14. Uh, interesting age for a young man. Very well. Um I will I will look after them in every way, and I will give you a special number to reach them directly, Mister Bottom, so that if there's ever a time where you just need to hear their voices or be in touch, uh, we can do that for you. That is very kind. So, Miss Ross, when do you need to be, and where were we going again? Rome, you said. Um, Rome, specifically the Vatican, but Rome is fine. Um, yeah, we can figure out our yeah, our, our stuff Rome when is, we get there. Rome is good. And, and, and when when do you mm. hmm, let's see uh sooner rather than later as in in the next two days preferably i was going to say day after tomorrow by the time i get everything arranged oh, mr gallo yeah, children that's more than that i believe that's fine everybody don't want to be the only one speaking uh yeah no totally totally great thank yep. you um we're we're meeting in seven days but you know i've got to run some errands when we're there Vadim, you know i'm don't know how much has been discussed with Mr. Allard, but he brings up the point um, with as much uh, as, as this gentleman is assisting us with. Um, I believe it is only fair that he have full knowledge of what is transpiring. Okay. So you, you're able to, to tell you know, him about the organization, that this is this German cult. Oh, the Schwarzesona? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he's, no he's going to do something but ten, that potentially puts him sideways with a certain group. You yeah. should be aware of that. Yeah, that's fair. Oh. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, everybody. So what we're going to do is we're going to end this one here. Um, we've given Allard everything he needs to know about the situation. We're going to be leaving in two days. Uh, hopefully, Ella will be in touch by then. In the meantime, you're heading to Rome. Scout the area out. And then four to four or five days after the meeting in Ro when you land in Rome, it's actually five uh, you'll be meeting with Steiner to do the handoff. That's where we're going to pick it up next time. We're going to jump ahead a couple days, but thanks everyone for listening to this episode. We went a little bit over our time, but that's okay. We wanted to get all this set up because the next one is the meeting with Steiner and the handoff of the Blundflug. Um, so until next time, players, thank you so much. And listeners, like, share, subscribe. Don't forget to do all that stuff. Uh, hopefully this episode's already out on YouTube. If not, get ready. YouTube is coming. We are excited about that. Uh, we're making the rep plans to get our videos on there and if you haven't hit the patreon yet please do so every little bit helps we and we just say thank you for all the love and support you give us until next time we'll see you later bye bye
Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.